Welcome to the Chronicles of the Event Ninja. This is Ninja, aka GL, and on today's podcast, I have Tian Lumin here on the podcast at Tian underscore LC or Tian Lumin on YouTube, uh, who also have a website called embercollective.ca in which he helps people grow in their video ventures. So basically, if you need an video editor or uh, film photographer um, that would like to boost your business or whatever avenue that requires video editing or video production, he will offer you a insight and consultation basically on what his particular vision he would have for you. Uh, on today's podcast, I have a interesting conversation with him because first and foremost, he's probably one of the youngest guests that I ever had on the podcast itself. Um, let it be old. He is a college dropout in which he made several videos so far being a college dropout in his YouTube channel. And the thing is, the message is not about what do you what do you do? for when you're a college dropout it's more like okay why did he became a college dropout it wasn't because the fact that school was hard it was more about that is not where his focus was and we'll dive into what happened for him to make that particular decision and it wasn't an easy one but he had certain conditions and support also uh, we will talk about his motivations and it's similar to certain uh previous episode that i've mentioned before too and on top of that we'll talk about esports because that's actually how i actually met him and everything so there will be a lot of gigi terminology in terms of videography then there will be some transitional a field between esports and video editing and also about business so stay tuned and have tian on the podcast welcome hey 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 gl thank you so much for having me thank you for coming on so i met tian at the last in-person land that we had in 2020 uh, which was at the Atlanta TS 2020 itself. Uh, we met up because uh, I was hovering around uh, the Mirage Scouts booth and everything, and we started to talk because you, you saw a camera guy <laughs> floating oh, around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I see people with cameras, I just go talk to them. I always want to <laughs> ask them, like, what? and also, like, I knew you from, like, social media, but I wasn't sure exactly if it was you or not, but you were hanging around Mirage a lot. So, like, okay, it's probably the guy that shot like a lot of mirage photos so i just i just saw you with like two cameras i think and then i just went to, went up to you and like wait are you the guy that shot with like mirage and stuff then you just stood there and like yeah you're like the, the typical ninja like yeah, i talked yeah. to you for like 23 minutes and then after yep. that you uh, disappeared and i got like some i saw some random photos of me right after on social media and that's that's how it works that's how i always work and uh that's uh, you are the very few people that hunted me down and actually like double confirm if it was me or not <laughs> of course of course you're the ninja I, I gotta find you there i need to see it was a very hard find uh i was happy that you i anybody that approached me like i don't i really don't mind it like like i, uh, I i'm very friendly 
Um, obviously, like if I was if I was super busy, but I think it's it's LAN event, right? So yeah. I'm always one eye on on the actual event and one eye like uh, at, like answering whoever that comes up to me, like wh- whoever that can uh, uh, like like uh, come up with any questions and whatnot. Like I think that day, you and uh, uh, Romeo. Came, both yes. found out who I was and everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he's he's a physical person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is the guy. Like, I finally, I I know who it is and stuff. Heck yes. So what? Yes. You were there for content too, right? I was there because, like, because basically, like, I um, I've always been a fan of esports, and I've always been there at almost every LAN ATS and DreamHack ever since twenty fifteen. Um, and so I I I plan to to go there. But I have a friend called Ji Young, and he owned or he owns uh, Chicware. If you don't know Chicware, it's basically like a lot of the esports org here in, in Montreal and Quebec. They probably wear Chicware. And I went there to shoot for him. And uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. I was more there for, for content than anything. Yeah, I, I, I actually commissioned uh, Chicware for one of my logo, like one of my um, mm. zip hoodies, which has my logo and everything. He's a super cool guy. Uh, I've met him, I think, two years running before that. Um, shot a, a few of his stuff, like, uh, you know, like every, like you, you just mentioned it, like every mo- majority of the montreal or quebec esports org let it be short duration or long duration whatever there is ah, oh, would yeah, have that with jersey yeah. t-shirts or like overall it's high quality too like i, I really of like the, the end results and everything and i'm happy with your b-rolls that you've done for him uh you also done you've you've done some b-rolls for other orgs right Yes, for another big org. Um, for people who are listening to this, I am sure you have heard of this one. It's um, Mirage Esports. Mirage is pretty much like the, the king of Quebec right now. There, um, I, I have shot a right before that. La- I, I, we, we met at the LAN ETS, right? Yes. So, so the right before one that, before yeah. that was probably DreamHack. Yeah, yeah. So I, the last DreamHack, I shot for them. Like um, I did a little, like, little random little video. Um, that basically wanted to hype them up. The entire goal of that video was to hype them up and make sure that people knew who Mirage were. And then the video turned out pretty great, I think, and people liked it a lot. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I love the smooth transitions, you know, geek talk, like camera camera creative and what's not. It's like when I mentioned B-roll, B-roll being like the transition, the slow renditions, transitions, like small, slow movement as if you were having a gimbal and, you know, like there's no shakiness and, and stuff like that. Also positioning them as being giants Utah, too. I see that. You know, yes. like going from the under part, you know, showing casing them versus, you know, straight arrow, like, you know, eye level and, and stuff like that. So there's a lot of creativity on that. And I think with both contents that, that you've done so far, now you decided to take it onto YouTube, take it as also an agency and everything. Talk to me about a bit of both, bo- both, please. Oh yes. So th- those two are my little babies. Um. So, so, do you want me to talk a little bit about how I started everything? Because like it, it's really like tied to that, and it's yeah. very Go like ahead. very very um close to esports. Yeah. So so basically, back in 2015, I was playing League of Legends. I was Diamond Three. Diamond Three is I'm not sure like, what the percentage is like, probably one percent or something like that. I don't know. Like basically at the at the um. 
uh, at the top of of the game, like relative to like the the average person. Mm-hmm. And then I was playing at Lani TS's and DreamHacks. Uh, I was in a team. We were all always like at the quarterfinals, I think. But I never like went further because like Demon Three is not that high. It's not it's not high enough to win. Mirage right now is always winning, anyways. But that's what's at the point. Um, so basically, I started that, and I was relatively good at a champion, at a specific character in the game, and that character was Jace. And I thought that at the time, people people were praising some Jaces, and I was fairly jealous of them. And I was I was very jealous of Jace. Uh, streamers and content creators because I thought they weren't like it's it's not egotistical to say but like I thought they weren't that good um so then I was like wait and what about like if they're able to get this amount of success I might be able to get this amount of success and I want it also so I made a little montage about him posted on reddit it got it went viral and then that's how I started my love for videos and fast forward to right now I eventually I, I was studying health at school but health I was doing YouTube. Yeah, health science at school. Yeah. <laughs> Typical yeah, yeah. Asian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're Asian family. <laughs> and, and we can also like dive right after, like uh, about like what my uh, my college, like what my school, yeah, yeah. Uh, like my school path was. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, like, like fast forward, I dropped out. But I dropped out because I felt like I wanted to do YouTube full time because I really, 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 really wanted to impress people. I started doing videos because I wanted to impress people and because I felt that people um, gave me the recognition and I really felt good about that. And that's like a selfish reason why right now it's totally different. Um, but then at that point, I really wanted to be the best video person I can be. I, I really wa- I really wanted to make the best videos ever, like possible for me. Ever so that, in the world or ever in Montreal? Or ever um, in Quebec? My goal was ever in Montreal. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then eventually well, everything in, in Quebec. Several million people like in Montreal, <laughs> so it's like it's a small, yeah, yeah, small so, feat. So, yeah. so basically, like my mentality was, I really wanted to make the best videos on YouTube, um, for 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 my for my community in League of Legends, and then that eventually led me to start making some IRL content, and that IRL content, I felt like, I loved it. I loved it so much that I feel like it really connected with the viewers. And then I really wanted to be the best at that because I hated school so much. It's, it's not that I hated school. It's just like I really hated, I really disliked, I don't, I don't like to use the word hate, but I really disliked how pressuring everything was for me in health science. And at that point, I was doing health science. I was like scrimming with my team, like playing with my team every single day, like three hours minimum. Um, I was the one like participating in tournaments and like talking for my team. I was basically like the manager and also like the player. Yeah. And also- so you were- um, Giving a lot into the esports well, yeah. gaming cir- circle with a health science degree, yes. in which you know, like that's impossible to keep up your grade. Yeah, and then I also like did YouTube, and I was streaming also very regularly. So at that point, I was I was very burnt out, and um, there we go. Fast forward to that, like basically that made me feel so pressured that I really wanted to like to make this video thing work. Because I was doing school and I was doing videos on the side. And like, I, I dislike school so much. I need to get better at this so I can escape school. So that's my mentality going forward. And then eventually, uh, here I am, like serving like real life corporate clients and stuff for their videos, uh, getting paid quite a big amount of money. Like, I, I would, like the, the, the younger 10 would be very, very proud of that. And uh, you're making money, period. You're like, that, the that, that's start? the point. <laughs> so you give your, so fast forward one year worth. Uh, being the college dropout and you decided okay this is my career i went full force into it uh, with 
without much do you have a backup just in case I my backup is my knowledge in videos and video strategy, <laughs> but, but I don't <laughs> have a backup. No, yeah, I mean future wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, wait, okay, okay. So <laughs> that it's like basically like if I lost all my jobs, that would be my backup. Like my like I, I'm fairly confident in my ability to like find a job if yeah. I were to lose all of those I have right yeah. now. Okay. But it's been two years that I've been editing for those two same uh, for two same YouTubers. Nice. Uh, they're fairly big. One has like 1 million and the other one has like 850K. Nice. And I've been editing like very, very, very consistently ever, like for two years. We only missed one week total. Nice. So like so, I, yeah. I know so for a fact that editing I'm editing like, is yeah. you're, you're very good. So basically instead of me contacting the Philippines and what's not, we should contact Tian <laughs> for the video. <laughs> Nothing against my Filipino family. So Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, Kuya. but but i mean like that's well i mean that's how you know passive you know that's how you get remote work and and everything because you know it's remote work and all those offshore like outsourcing stuff does happen in most asian countries so you have vietnam's contents you have Mm -hmm. all that yeah filipinos you have also india ukraine and all those countries that does you know graphic designs off hours for lesser price and everything. Uh, yeah. But obviously I'm always, always forward with the North American also because the fact that nothing beats first off Eastern Tem- standard time. I don't want to take an, a 2 AM conference call with my person in India or whatever there is, or wake up at 6 AM. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. That would be a right? struggle. Um, and you know, uh, not to shame on people's accent. Like, I mean, like we have a lot of immigrants here that comes in there are, they have thick accent, but the thing is we can still communicate and everything. But, you know, given an opportunity of higher quality, I would say, um, mm-hmm. that sometimes you can only pick from the North American, like, workforce, I would say, uh, that could come out of it. Like, you know, North American, European, whatever it is. And, like, you get much more quicker turnaround, especially when you, oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're dealing with the same time zone. That's what I, I, I meant yeah. to say. If you can live with the time zone difference sure you you can save 50 to 100 bucks and and more i would say but the thing is you know that kind of particular struggles i i i would say uh go with somebody in north america and everything so that's good that you you have a constant good stream uh, of revenue out of that so 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 basically like ever since like two years like that has been pretty much my backup and that has really that basically allowed me to drop out of school because I knew for a fact that every single week I would get a certain amount of money because every single week I would work. I know for a fact that this is going to happen because I know how consistent they are. Like, obviously, like, because I know a lot of content creators, they like to, oh, take a break and stuff. And, well, I mean, like, it's fine. Like, if it works for you, it's fine. Burnout is a real thing. But I know that they really take it like a real job. And I know that they're going to show up no matter what. And so if I knew that they were going to show up, I knew that this would be a really good backup plan for me. And in that and at that time, if ever they would close their channel, which I don't think they ever will, well, maybe eventually like 10 years from now, but if I know that they're not going to back out, I have this backup plan to go learn something else also on the side so that I can eventually leave this job. Okay. So I can eventually surpass this, basically. But you can also like expand it, right? So you just mentioned that you only, you only have two constant uh content creator to to do their their work but you can also hey pick up two more 
double your uh, revenue. Or right, right now, I, I I am like I am fully booked. Right, <laughs> like these days, people like for some reason I don't know why, but these That's days it's a good like, problem. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's a good problem to have. I had to like refuse quite a lot of people, and and also talking with like some editors, like I can like they can assist me with editing a lot more. Um, but yeah, like these days, it's been full of people wanting me to edit their stuff for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's it's talent, right? That's kind of same thing with my photography. Like, I wish I can um, help everybody's uh, org with high quality por- uh, portraits, high quality. Oh, same thing, yes. You know, and and everything. But you know, when you're a one man crew, it's kind of hard. That's why, like, I usually partner up with other photographers that can deliver something similar, but. Maybe, um, you know, my edit is a bit different or my eye perspective, uh, you know, when when I take my photos, when the correct moment. But obviously when, you know, there's multiple tournaments happening, like I can't be everywhere. Oh, uh, yeah. And stuff like that. I wish I can be everywhere. And You're that's why you create though. your team. <laughs> I try, I try, I try. <laughs> but I try to create a team too so that I can make sure that I, I get every angle. But it, also it's, it's a bit hard to, to make sure your quality is always up up to your reputation and everything, right? So that's oh, why yes, yes. It's, it's a bit hard on that. Yes. So um, so now that you you basically told the world, like, okay, listen, I, I don't want to break myself and, and, and what's not. And you've been at it for about a good two years, which is super, super cool and everything. What within the last two years you've learned, like, let's say top five things that you've learned that was essential that, to break away from school in order to be a solo entrepreneur and everything. Oh, this is a hot topic. I am very passionate about you this. You discussed actually. about it on your Twitter, right? Yeah, so. I, I am very, very, very passionate about this subject because I remember the younger Tian would also be complaining. Like, this is something also, by the way, if I know that some people from Twitter that follow me are listening to this, if you're complaining about prices as a creative, don't freaking complain. Learn business. That's the number one thing. You need to learn business and actually how it works, how the money works, how money actually works, and what, like do you mean what its purposes. Complaining about prices. So, so basically, like a lot of a lot of creatives on Twitter, especially, they're super young and like they're not they're super talented. They're super obviously it has to to it's like to vary depending on the on the type of content they want to do. But most of them are very very talented, but they don't know how to sell themselves, and they're like basically like lowballing themselves at like two bucks like a clip for Fortnite stuff, stuff like that. It's basically like and they also like. But it's when, an entry point, no? Yeah, it is an entry point. But it's like, I don't, I don't know how to say it. Like, their talent is, they, they could be charging way more. That, yeah, that's my point. If, they, if, if you get no clients, who are you going to charge? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. right? Yeah, I so, mean, yeah. So, like, okay. I have, I can be charging, you, you said $2. I could be ch- charging double, $4. Who is this $4 person that's going to pay me? If yes. it's if it's everybody, no problem. Charge four, right? Don't undersell yourself. Instead of getting getting two, charge four. But if there's no four dollar client, why am I charging four? That's exactly my first point. So basically, it's understanding like business, like basically like uh, supply and demand. If people are searching for this and stuff, you can increase your prices, etc. And that for me was like really like the the thing that clicked for me. Uh, you probably know this book, like Rich Dad Poor Dad. It was. It was it was a it's a classic in finance, basically talking about like the like the fundamentals of business and everything like how and how that works and that really shifted my mind. So number one was business, um, understanding why exactly some people undercharge themselves, why exactly 
um, well, actually like how I can charge more as a, as a creative. And the number two is probably like it's those five things are all super tied to business actually. Okay. Uh, the, the number two right after that is money and like how money functions in society and like what it's, what it's purpose. Well, we're is. in North America. I cannot yeah. trade you a banana to make me a vi video. Yeah. 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 So yes. Yeah, so basically like, like understanding why exactly like there's money and like, I don't know how to explain this. Like it's so, it feels like it's a little bit complicated to explain, but it's really like why. The value of money. Yeah. The value of money and like what it's actually there for. Well, yeah, it's a representative, right? So my $5 could mean something else than your $5. To another, to somebody like a homeless person, a $5 could actually value if I'm going to survive a winter or not, right? Like I can go to Tim Warren's, I can survive another week. $5 for me, $5 for you. Like, for example, the $1, which you stretch to 35 something during your solo <laughs> date, for example, right? So that $1 carried you. Until you you couldn't use a USB C cable for 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 the for, for the battery for of your life, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but you know, it's like, hey, I can if I can turn that five dollars into something, yes, then it's more worth it. To another person, it's about survival. To me, it's like, oh, it's like a cafe latte, and so I can fuel myself, like yeah. on a Monday morning, so I don't get angry at my coworkers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it and basically, like for for like the the three other points, I have another point uh, that I know. The other two, I'm not sure, um, like on top of my head. But the other one is really like time and money. Basically, when we say time is money, what how I do it, how I feel, is like um, when I do business or like when I do anything really. Like when I do everything in life, I see everything as value. Okay, so my water bottle right next to me is a certain value. It's X amount of value. Our conversation right now is X amount of value and money is also a specific amount of value, right? So if I'm, I don't know how to say it, it's like, it's, like a, it's all like an exchange of value. That's how I see it. It's very businessy um, <laughs> as a creative, but, but I, I feel like if you're a creative listening to this, like you're going to enjoy this part. But, but basically like, it's like everything is an exchange of value. If our conversation is valuable enough for me to go in, like right now, I could be editing a video and make like a few hundred bucks easily, right? Like this. And why am I not editing this video right now? We have 24 hours in a day. I decide to take one hour and maybe one hour and a half to spend time with you. It means that your time with me, like our time together, like my time with you, it basically means more than a few hundred bucks. Because right. basically, I'm spending one of my 24 hours in a day to spend it with you. So everything is an exchange of value. If my value that I get from editing this video, aka money, is less than the amount of value that I get from having this conversation with you and like sharing this to the world, then basically like it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Like everything is an exchange of value, and that's basically one thing that also um, that's also one of the reasons why I dropped out. Basically. Okay. Therefore, coming to that is so within the last two years, what burnt you in order to realize that one hour conversation with me is more valuable than you chasing after like editing a video for a hundred, uh, let's say 150 bucks. Okay. Okay. So, so, so can, can you repeat the question? So something must have happened in the last two years for you to realize, cause let's say this point I'm, I'm a fossil. I'm old. So I've, I, it, I took, it took me a long journey before I realized this. You, being a college dropout, basically you're averaging roughly like under under 21. Uh, so you realize this very early that uh, 
time is valuable. You don't get you won't you don't get it back. Tony Robbins basically uh, said in one of his uh, books, uh, um, it's Money Master the Game. Yeah, Money Master the Game. So basically, where you all dig the same grave, no matter what you your your value at. Maybe your coffin might be more much more prettier, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, but you still go down to the same dirt, right? So just like yeah. you know, owning owning a property, you don't own a property, you rent out the dirt that you're living at because once you're dead, guess what? It's the bank that's going to repose it or <laughs> your kid's going to take over it and what's not, right? So yes. what was the number one thing or it could be a sequel of events and everything that made you realize that time is valuable and how are you recognizing this particular trait? What happened in the past, in the last two years for you to recognize this? There's nothing that specifically happened, but I know I have a few like anecdotes to talk about. Basically like, this is something I remember like when I was younger, uh, my older brother, he was, he like, he's very businessy. He has like a multiple million dollar business right now. Um, when we were younger, he kept, we were like shoveling. Is it called shuffling? Yeah. You were, sh- sh- you were moving out the snow. Okay. Of your, like your house. Cause we're in Canada here. If you're listening from the U S you're lucky, but that's what's at the point. No, New York, <laughs> New York goes on a state of emergency yeah, sure. when they see like, <laughs> two inches of snow and everything where like, okay, us true, is true, like, true. Half a foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about you, Texas or LA people. Yeah. So, yeah. so here, like, um, in winter, you have to like move out the snow, and this is very, like, it's very small, but it really applies. This. It's like we were doing this, and my dad kept telling us to do everything. You know, like remove 100 of the snow, get out all of the snow, get it to the street, right? Put it out. And my brother was always complaining. I'm like, why are you always complaining? He's like, you don't need to do it all. Like, like, why are we wasting time in, like to, to take out snow at a specific place in our house where like we're not using it? You know what I mean? Like, why are we wasting time doing this? And I, I remember I, I kept like, I kept having, um, I kept wondering what he meant there. And I was always like, oh, like he's, he's dumb. Like, why the heck is he complaining? Like, he's just like a negative person, right? And I, I love my brother. Like he's he's like, please don't listen to this. I wish you're not. I I hope you're not listening to this. But you're my biggest inspiration. Anyways, um, <laughs> basically, like he always mentioned that, and that really stuck to me over time. And he, it's also some, it's also once again tied to the fact, like to the reason why I dropped out of school, because I remember I was oh yeah oh yeah this was the exact moment I knew, and I I started valuing my time. So basically, I was at school. I, I spent two years into science, right? One year health science and one other year um, just like the, the other science. Pure? Um, yeah, pure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pure. So, so I spent like two years in science. So you and then one, I, chemi- want to be a doctor or do you want to be an engineer? Both yeah, you like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then eventually uh, there's, a, there's a project manager at a pretty big company, um, like a competitor to Ubisoft. I was like 19 at that time, like studying health, like, and I was studying like science. And then they reached out like the, the project, like someone like pretty high. I don't, I don't think it's a project manager, like someone pretty high in the company. She was like, you're the best like candidate I've ever seen. Like I want you and stuff. And then at that point I was like, what the heck? Like I'm freaking 19, like studying science. And then you, you applied as an I didn't intern? apply. I did not apply. No, no. Okay. I like, they, she just reached out. Okay. Um, she saw some of my videos and she's like, I want you. And then I, I basically, at that point I was super immature still. And, and I showed it to my dad to be, to be, because at that point I still like really dislike school. I showed it to my dad and I was like, what do you want? I'm like, oh, well, 
because because basically like i knew he was not gonna let me drop out and do this thing full-time right um and then i showed it to him he's like what do you want to do i'm like um can i can i change programs he's like okay sure because basically this was the this was basically like our negotiation right instead of like me dropping out it's basically me changing programs then i changed programs into business administration and this was the moment where i i started valuing my time because that program um hmm, i i i don't want to sound mean but it's like I had a four-hour marketing class. And you know those YouTube videos where they talk about th the top five tips to do this, right? Like Gary Vee style, whatever. Like in YouTube, like there's a lot of this. There's one Influencers yeah. are flooding it. And yeah, like exactly. the whole nine and, yards are flooding it. And, and, and in one four-hour marketing class, we were basically teaching one of those type of videos. Like you okay. were basically learning one of those like freaking 15-minute videos, marketing videos. Okay. And I was like, why am I wasting four hours of my time when I can just read the book? Like I was, at that point, I was, I was starting to read uh, my first ever book like that I really wanted to read because at that point before that, I read like a total of three books in my entire life. I, I failed like, a few, a few of my friends classes in in, in college Lord of the because... flies fahrenheit <laughs> 421 or something so, yeah, like so, that so, yeah so, so basically like i really disliked books at that time but that was my first ever book mm -hmm. i read this finance uh, finance and business book it's called rich dad poor dad and i was learning so much I, I i spent four hours every single week in a marketing class that didn't teach me anything and obviously like it's like going to school is very important. I do not encourage anyone to drop out for obvious reasons, but that felt like a waste of time for me. Okay. And I, I don't want to sound like the, oh, I know it at all type of guy because I'm really not that type of guy. I'm really more like, don't waste my time. If, if I'm disciplined enough, I know how to use my time best. I know fair exactly point. what I want to do with my time. And that's super, I, that's super fair. And I tell that to everybody. I have bad ADHD. And if I wasn't in school, I wouldn't be where I am. But I do have a graduation ring from Concordia that says four years of hell. So, I mean. That's amazing. And, and also got a teacher expelled. So, I mean, like. <laughs> so Wow. Who, who's the arrogant guy? Me. But, <laughs> um, but, yes. but with that said, like, I, I encourage people. Well, it, it does show in one of your videos, for example, when you went back to the first day of school with your friends and you yes. wanted to pretend and what you like, what you dislike and, you know, certain stuff like that. I still cherish my four years, well, my six years, if you count college plus university, right? Uh, uh, where I built a lot of strong relationships. I learned how to network. And during those years is when it's, it's an easy fail safe in life if you have good parents yes. if you have parents that support you just explained to to us like first thing that you did was negotiate your dad because your dad was your parents are the one that bankrolled your education so yeah. you know yeah. it's like you, you can't escape it if you self if you self bankrolled your own education where a lot of a lot of people do especially in the states and what's and you know even ontario have a yeah. very high tuition very and everything lucky. You know, then you might feel bad about, you know, yes. skipping everything. But if you're giving the opportunity to hit the reset button, take it. Because it's just like, you know, food and everything, you know, try it. Like, you know, parents used to tell you like, oh, try broccoli. You hate broccoli. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. Why are you shitting on me now for not, not liking health science and pure science? Just yes. because I can't become a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer and and everything, right? Like it's like, but the thing is, we're in a capitalist country, so as long as I'm making money, I'm safe. Exactly, like, and that like that ties like to, to the ending of this story that I was talking about. 
in that summer, in, after college, we have three months of summer. And basically in that three months, I started reading almost every single day. And I started reading for the first time in my life. And I learned so much. And this is not like an arrogant thing to say, oh, like I, I learned so much by myself and stuff. But like, I, I genuinely learned so much about business and like money, and like how to how to receive money and stuff, like how to price myself as a creative. That I was like, if I learned this much in three months and I know for a fact that I'm disciplined, I am not like, a, like a, oh, yeah, I'm disciplined and like, uh, like school is not for me and stuff. I yeah, knew I was disciplined. Two hours later, you're on your PS5. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, like I knew I was actually disciplined, and I know that if I learned this, if I learned this in three months, imagine like if the time that you spent in school, let's say it's like a full time thing, right? School is like forty hours a week, let's say, uh, like mentally and everything. If you if you take out those forty hours, imagine what I could learn in that time if I were to spend it however I want, and if I trust myself enough for this, if I'm mature enough for this. What can I do with my time to use the, like, to, to, how can I use best my time, basically? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how I saw it. How, how to be the most efficient with your time in order to, to, to do what you're trying to achieve right now. So that's yeah. number three. What are the other two? Oh, that, I don't have, like, two other, like, uh, on top of my head because, like, those three are very, 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 very strong. Um, the, I, I don't have, like, if, if I were to give, like, life advice or anything, those three are like the only ones I would give. Like those are very strong for me. Okay, so let me poke in on this. How do you price yourself? Oh, oh! If you're about pricing, I already took jabs about the two dollars versus four dollars, right? Yes. So you're talking about okay. So you start from, I wouldn't say from scratch. You you did some video editing and everything, and you just mentioned that you help up Mirage with one of their B rolls, and you were with uh, Chicware for their B-rolls and everything. So did you start off with a strong portfolio in which, hey, let the bidding wars begin? Or what did you do? Oh, oh, this is going to be spicy. I love this. I'm going to, if you're creative, you're going to love this part. Like I, I, this is what I wish I heard before when I was starting out. When I started out, I was so bad. (laughs) I was so bad at everything. And I have made, so many videos like a lot of videos and i've had like several channels over the over the span of like this five years or six years like ever since 2015 i have it so much so many videos that at the start i was very horrible and i didn't know how to price myself and i remember my first ever client was a streamer um uh I, I, i'm not gonna mention the name oh actually yeah i'm gonna mention the name without the price okay so i was working with lux bunny um she's one of the, like the, the streamers like she was with gen g for a little while she was my first ever client, and at that point, I I, I charged her like I'm not gonna say the exact price, but a few tens of dollars, basically. <laughs> so you you lowball yourself, you lowball yeah. yourself. Entry point, hey, thank you for you know my first. I was so excited. I was so, like all that I ever wanted was to get a client. I was at school studying health. But that's fair. Like, look, look, yeah. Don't don't be ashamed about this. Everybody yeah. started with this. Hey, you know how many free gigs? You know free free stuff that I've done. Um, for those who don't know out there, being a second photographer, uh, second photographer, and as um, the second photographer at a wedding, uh, for the wedding photography, the primary get paid probably top dollar and everything, and I usually get like several hundred, right? But yeah. what do I gain from this? No pressure, uh, free meal, uh, and that's it. And that's exa- that's exactly that's like the, the exchange of value. That's like, if this is valuable enough for you, it's like, learn from this and also like, enjoy this part. 
like the amount is basically tied to the amount that like you value this at. So, so like, so basically going back to the story, I value myself at 30 bucks because my entire environment. Oh yeah. 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 The fourth point, uh, by the way, I'm going to go back with, I'm going to go back with this. The fourth point is environment. Make sure that your environment is right because your environment is what you listen to 24 at seven, right? Your family. Um, oh, okay. I thought friends. it was my IKEA setup. I'm like, yeah. oh, no. So, <laughs> so I, like, I have a bad IKEA setup right now. So, so basically, like everything you're surrounding yourself with, whether you like it or not, because family, you cannot really move out of family unless you move out of the house and like you block them whatsoever. But family is part of your life. You can give it as little as you want or as much as you want, depending on how you want to prioritize them in your life. Environment is everything. Environment is everything for me. Like I, I really, really value environment. And so at that point, my environment was always people complaining about prices and like, oh, no one wants to pay this much, right? So I was like, okay, well, since no one wants to pay this much, well, I was, I was very influenced by them. And then I was like, okay, 30 bucks is a lot, right? 30 bucks is a lot. I thought like charging 50 was like the end of the world. You know what I mean? Wait, who was your environment that says that nobody's going to pay you like $35 or? Yeah, uh, mostly, mostly Twitter people. Twitter. Twitter people, okay. Yeah. Most most Twitter people like um yeah, but Twitter they're people very, are toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Twitter Twitter is very talented, but they're like it's very influenceable. Like it's like people really influence each other there. It's 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 so easy to be negative out, out there. So basically I started out with 30 bucks and then I eventually I learned how to use my time better, aka dropping out. Like the moment I started dropping out and like that school thing I talked earlier, I started doing this thing called value-based pricing. So this is back again with the exchange of value, right? So let's say th this is something I, 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 I talk a lot about on Twitter and also like a lot in my streams, live streams on Twitch. Yeah, I comment basically, on those tweets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So basically, I charge right now, if I charge like a corporate client, I charge a few thousand dollars for a corporate video, for a two-minute video, right? There's a lot of people who charge by the minute. Okay, one minute is this amount, but I don't charge like that. I charge, okay, well, this client wants this. And if I'm able to actually help them with this, I ch this is the amount um, you're, you're going to get, like you're going to pay, right? So let's say a client comes to me. I don't have a set price for them, right? I, I don't give them, okay, well, this type of video is 1000 bucks. This type of video is 2000 bucks. What I tell them is I basically, I basically position myself as a consultant and like I get to know their business and like what their problems are and how I can solve it. So let's say a business comes to me and he's like, um, dude, I am lacking clients right now. Then I ask them like, why exactly do you want a video for this? And then they tell me, oh, videos can do this and this and this because it can sell myself. Also, and I'm like, oh, there is when I can help, right? I'm not going to charge like, okay, well, this is the amount per hour and this is the amount per, for this specific video. What I tell them is like, it's basically going to the doctor, right? The doctor, before prescribing you with the medicine, he asks you questions to actually know what medicine to, to help you with, right? So I, I position myself as a doctor here whenever someone comes to me for a video and that's how I price my things. I ask them the questions. I ask them what exactly their pain points are and how I can help them. And I, I prescribe them, okay, well, in your specific situation, this is the video I'm going to make for you. And this is the price. And the price, I do it relative to how much it's valued to them, right? So let's say, um, let's say their, their, um, their hourly rate, like their, their, their time is worth like a thousand bucks per hour. Let's say if I'm able to save them, let's say 10 hours of their time for them, it's already worth $10,000. So I'm going to be charging less than that because if it's, if I charge more than that, they're not going to do it because for them, it's worth 
$10,000. So let's say I charge one, $1,000 for this. For them, they're saving $10,000 because they're saving 10 hours of their time. They're only spending 1K for this. So that's how I see everything. It's all an exchange of value. For them, they see this as super value for them because they, they get more clients. Let's say one of their clients is worth like 500 bucks. If they get a few clients, their video is profitable for them at this point. Because if I'm able to make this video that sells their services or products to their clients, they're getting so much money because a video is a long-term asset that stays there forever, pretty much. Well, it's video, uh, any any marketing or content uh, material, right? So that's what that's where AdWords came in. That's where all click 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 through rate came in, and and what's not. It's yes, you're. That's why there's advertisement. That's why the ad, like marketing concept comes in and everything depending on the content depending on your roi from the content and everything it brings you into revenue and after that's gonna be worth it right yes and 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 that's and that's why you're charging x amount of dollar and that's why it's not a set price because depending on who's creating it how how much can they afford it what kind of roi so i mean like if they're selling something luxurious then they can recover the ROI rapidly depending on the click-through rate. But if they're selling like memberships and in order to break even, they have to send, they have to sell like a thousand of it. Yeah. And you have to price, you have to price it properly, or else you price know, accordingly. Yeah, uh, bankrupt the, your client and <laughs> just to back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. It. And, and also, uh, by the way, for those who don't know, ROI means return on investment. Basically, if I if you pay me like hundred bucks, your return on investment is what you get out of it. So let's say I bring you ten client clients at hundred bucks. So your ROI is a thousand bucks, right? So so if you're watching, if you're listening to this and you don't know what it is, here you go. But when I price my stuff, I always like it. It mostly depends on the client, right? But um, there are some times where I like some. There are some friends, right? Like uh, the the friend the pricing and stuff. Like, the friend discount. Like you... I love those friend discounts. That yeah. <laughs> really growing my teeth, and I get yeah, taxi so drivers. Like... So, so like how I see it is always like an exchange of value once again. So like if there's friendship, like I want to help them, right? Those are my friends. Sometimes I don't give friends. It's like most of the time I don't work with friends at all, right? Most of the time because yeah. I don't want to do like those friends business type of stuff. But if I were to help someone, like I would really love to help someone, right? But my time is worth a certain amount. There's always this MLE, minimum level of engagement. If the pricing that I help them with is not going above this, I don't do it. So let's say um, my minimum price for this, let's say is like 300 bucks. If I charge someone 300 bucks minimum to do a video, to a smaller video, if that person cannot get their ROI from this, if they cannot get more than 300 bucks from this video that I'm working together, I tell them, don't work with me, go work with someone else, basically. Okay. And you tell that to your friends? Yeah, I, I, t- or... I, I tell that to, yeah, I tell that to everyone, basically. If anyone wants to work with me and they're in, like, they're, I know for a fact they're not going to get back their money i don't i tell them no oh that's good right well i mean that that avoids the friend discount it's like uh no i love your photos i love your videos can you make one for me but the thing is the exchange is i'm using my time to yeah make something that i don't know if you're going to be happy with it and if you're even dissatisfied with it then i just a nuke a bridge then also nuke my time that I could have made money out of, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's that's something you know to keep in mind when you're like trying to price yourself. But did you ever get? Did you ever nuke a bridge because you decided like it's a good trend? Oh, um, I I'm very lucky 
for the fact that I've always been like I I've grown so much like my my knowledge about like pricing and like business and stuff uh, my prices especially it went it went really fast so I I I was I'm very lucky to not have like that uh like burning bridges with friends and stuff okay you're oh uh, wait no friends has ever asked you to do something in which to a point where you felt like you you overburnt or it became a dissatisfied client or something oh, oh like yeah um there is huh, okay well there's this one person like it's not like a really a friend it's like it's it's my brother's friend basically okay and i, Referral. I <laughs> Yeah, 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 pretty much. And I overcharged him at that. At that point, I was very learning. I was like, okay, well, I can charge like five hundred bucks. But at that time, I was realistically charging like fifty bucks or hundred bucks for for a little thing for a video. Yeah. And like he he was asking me, okay, can you do this? And like, okay, five hundred bucks because I was learning so much. I'm like, I learned these on the internet. Like, oh, people charge top money and stuff. And I tried this on him, and it basically didn't work out. And that became a little bit awkward between us. Basically. Oh, you you try to overcharge a person for bad quality. Yes uh not bad quality but well i mean like with that quality i would be like i would right now i'd be comfortable with doing it that okay. but at that point like it felt like very very high and like it felt like i really wanted to like do uh you you yeah. you reach you saw somebody else do it and decided yeah like, yeah i can do that too with yeah, exactly. reputation <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah but yeah you have to re- build up your street cred right so you can't yes. you can't that, and i think that's a lot of problem with a lot of creative right like where do i price myself where do i start where do i well, like I tell everybody else, you have to do your do the work first. It's mm-hmm. like you can't, you, you like you you. No one's gonna get to you like if you no don't no. Do the work and stuff. Yeah, you if you nobody's gonna know who you are. Nobody's gonna care about you if you don't do the work. You have to show it. You have to show your failures. You have to show where this is the difference between Fiverr.com versus me. <laughs> and and well, it's the truth. That's yeah. why I see a lot of my content creators now. It's like I paid five people from fiverr to do whatever and this is the end result and it's horrible but the thing is it's not horrible because they're bad it's horrible because of your expectation behind it right so yes um you have to dig shit and before you can actually do something it's similar to your like um shoveling snow story i don't shovel snow period i pay another person well no i buy a tempo (laughs) <laughs> I'm lucky enough to to buy to buy a temple for where I live, and I don't only need to sweep like the front part of the temple in, in order to do that. And after that, like other people will look at me as like, "Yo, why did you buy a temple for? You don't you own a house now? Just dig out the snow." I'm like, "Yo, you know how much pain in the ass that is." I can, yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, I might with, as well. With that time, you can yeah, you can you can do so much more with that. Time. Yeah, it's like Basically. I can or work two extra hours, which take like or. Or dig the snow, uh, or shovel the snow. <laughs> I'm gonna take the two hours. I can pay some other guy that might that will need the money that can do it like in lesser time. That and for that them is valuable. Basically. To them, it's valuable. Like it's just like gardening, you know, cutting the grass, cutting the grass. Same thing. I I hire I hire a bunch of gardeners to do it for me. It's like, yo, oh, why do you do that? You have a nice lawn and everything. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I don't care about that. To to me, that's painful. Like going out there. Imagine when it's Plus thirty two degrees, plus the humidex forty eight. No, let them. I, I purposely freeze a few bottled waters, give them to them. They're already appreciated. I'm already paying them to. Yeah. I just go the extra mileage to you know give them ice water and whatever there is because you know they're doing me a favor from or else it's gonna be my ass being out there and everything. Mm-hmm. So, so, so 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 you're basically you're basically like 
doing the exchange of value once again like same thing like for for them it's so valuable yeah. their their effort for doing this is worth this amount of money they're charging you and you your time that you stay inside for like two hours your time is worth a lot more and you can do so much more it's more valuable for you as long like, as i'm doing something if i exactly video games yes. that's a different story yeah that's a different story yeah yes of course unless i make money doing the video games then that's a different story <laughs> once again so everything is always related as long as you're doing something purposeful and yes. the exchange of the the time that you're doing just like even like simple conversation and stuff like that it's just i i it's like with everything um who was it there's also tim ferris that that said the same thing there's also jordan harbinger which is another podcast that i listen to you know, everybody is always, like when you're busy, when, especially when you're an entrepreneur and everything. And, you know, photography, videography is entrepreneurship because the fact that as we roll back at the beginning, your business, your you're business, your business. Yeah. The, period. There's nothing, no matter how AI, unless Skynet appears out of nowhere, um, no, nobody's going to edit the video. Nobody's going to edit the pictures. You can't get it. You can't get professional grade out of that without doing the effort in, right? So it is a one man, one person, one one person. That's not restricted to male or female or whatever there is, um, unless your dog somehow oh, yeah, has yeah, ma- yeah. magic powers. <laughs> uh, that we need to sit in front of the the the, the computer and edit the, the stuff, and that's how we get paid and everything. Unless we scale that, you know, you offer tutorials or whatever there is that becomes passive income and whatever it is, but still nothing gets more rewarding to be part of the creative process. So, you know, making up your video, like you just, you're doing you like vlogs, basically. And the thing is you put a particular spin on that's a bit different from other vlogs and, and everything. It's, I, you know, I, for, for, for my, for my vlogs on YouTube, for my videos, like period, I, I I try to be as strategic as possible. Every single second that ha- has a meaning, and like basically every single second needs needs to to be purposeful to the story. That that's how I see it, and I, that's also something I'm very 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 passionate about. Uh, that is also something I think is lacking the esports scene. Um, basically, purpose in your videos. A lot of people in esports know they need to do con- like a lot of people do content for the sake of content. There's a lot of esports org here in in Quebec that do content, but like. It's like a lot of like bunch of highlights and stuff, right? But highlights there is there's only yeah. two esports in in, in Quebec. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, the, there's like yeah, it's there's only there's uh, living there's living in Mirage. Who 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 else there is? <laughs> well, no, that, that's not fair. I haven't been okay. Psycho gaming too. Sorry, uh, and obviously all the universities too. They have their own esports division now and yeah. whatever it is. But without a land, I I wouldn't know which org is, uh, is yeah, still yeah. around. Right these days, like there's been a lot of like I'm actually surprised. Like ever since like the last LAN, like the, the last time we met together, there's been a lot of like new emerging orgs. There are a lot um there there's a well they're not like they're emerging orgs, but they're not as legit, right? What's legit? They're not like the next Mirage. Uh, oh, what I mean, what I what I mean, legit. Like it's like it's all super well done. It's like all like mature people and stuff. Like it's it's mostly 17, 18, 19 year old like owners and stuff. Like, well, they're going on to the hype bandwagon, right? That's the yeah. reason why I can't get a freaking GP. Well, no, Bitcoins is a dude. <laughs> no, I just found out that I cannot get an Alex drawer from IKEA anymore because everybody doing a DIY uh, desk these days. With the, the two drawers and a countertop, <laughs> and I'm like, damn it! I should have bought that in the summer. Um, 
yeah, everybody jumps on the the money bandwagon is like, oh, the sixteen year old want like oh, several million yeah. dollars for playing Fort uh, Fortnite and everything. Yo, that's fluke. That's like one uh, <laughs> fluke chance that you're that at that age, you know, uh, you're you're you have quick reflexes and and stuff like that. Think of all the older StarCraft players that are past our prime that came back from military in South Korea and, and everything. They they barely last after coming back from mili- military service. And now what? They're or a coach or they do content or they're streamers and, and stuff like that, right? So basically, mm-hmm. it's always about what's next. And it's the same thing that, that applies with real sports, Yes, and, and like, like w- when we talk about that, I'm out. I'm actually like very, very, actually very, very happy about the fact that there's a lot more people that want to get into esports and that are actually serious about esports. I know that these new little emerging organizations like esports orgs here in Quebec, especially, um, they're very, they're trying to be very serious about it. Like they're not necessarily always serious, but they're trying to be. And I'm very, very happy what's about serious? that. What's serious? serious? What, what's being serious? Like oh, winning? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not necessarily winning. Well, well, obviously winning, but not necessarily. When I mean serious, it's like they're they're doing legit things, and they're um, it's it's, it's like what's a whole legit? other debate. Like, like what's been yeah, going the... on behind the scenes that I don't know? Are they passing the puff behind? No, no. I, I mean, like I don't know how to say. It. Like they're these little esports organizations here. I'm talking about Quebec mostly because I I'm sure. fairly, fairly familiar with them. Um, they're very um, I don't know how to say. It. Like they're it's it's hard to explain to Are someone you... like. That, that has training like, people like no 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 it's like they're they're marketing well okay that that's that's basically what I want to say and they're doing a lot more like they're giving a lot more emphasis on content because content in esports that's basically like the main driver for revenue like because content like drives like uh makes people become more fans and stuff like aside from winning and like basically content is very like it's very foundational right like you need content as an esports org yeah and talking about earlier content like a lot of esports org they want to do content but it's like they're doing content for the sake of doing content and they don't there's very very little actually like i haven't found a specific organization yet that is very strategic with their content yet okay so So, going back to your own vlogs and you're saying that stuff are having purpose and everything without you actually telling me that i wouldn't have figured it now as I remember your video, I go, okay, this is the reason why he put this in there. This is why the reason. But then again, I, you know, when, or I put my cap on as a content creator, I go, oh, okay. And after that, there, after that, there's the other cap is like, I'm just watching this because I want to watch it and, and stuff like yes. that, right? And that's the goal. Like, I don't want people to notice, like, okay, he's doing this for retention. He's doing this to keep people watching to like loop their videos and stuff. I want people to just enjoy like the show, right? I'm, I'm here as inter- entertaining. Like I want to create stuff. But when when you're creating the content, because you're making it purposeful, then it creates a particular identity to your content too, right? Yes. Yes. Which is making it unique. And that's why you make it purposeful. That's why you have, you know, that's where your creative mind comes in. That's why you're showing uh, you. You're filming the work that you're doing on your keyboard. You're filming at a low profile. You're put like a real vlog. You like having people up on a on like the the tripod or like on a selfie stick, for example. Like that's fine and everything for you to look down and everything, but that's like 
a setup montage versus mm -hmm. instead of like letting the footage roll or whatever there is and to be more authentic and everything and, and, and what's not and everything. So yeah. yeah. So. And basically like I consider myself a, a creative, but I consider myself a business, like an entrepreneur first, right? Like I, I'm an entrepreneur first and a creative person second. The way I see it is like every single thing, like I want to, let's say I want a specific goal in my, in my life. I'm going to get to that goal and I'm going to use creativity, like creative stuff to get to there. So that's basically like how I see it. I, I have a goal and this is only the tool that's going to get me to there. So basically when I do content on YouTube, for example, I'm not doing content for, for the sake of doing content. Like obviously I freaking love, like I love doing YouTube stuff and this is my dream pretty much. I do this because I freaking love it, but I also have a specific goal and, and these little strategies, like the way I edit or the way I film and stuff, it's all strategic to get me to this goal pretty much. Well, it's the same thing as using the platform properly, right? So basically yeah. you don't do the same content as you would do from TikTok to Instagram, Instagram to Twitter, Twitter to Facebook, Facebook to yes. YouTube, for example. Like you don't, you, you shouldn't be spamming. Yeah, sure. Every app says like, you want to reshare this to whatever there yeah. is. <laughs> sure. But the thing is, you have this much text on, you know, YouTube yeah. and Instagram yeah, yeah, and you yeah. have a hundred and no, they, they, they made it longer, but let's say 144 characters to Twitter. But now it's like, I think 288 yes. or something. And, but, and, and, and it's also like super fascinating. It's, it's also like uh relatives. Um, it's also very similar to like the thing I talked about, like the, the, your value of time. It's very much like you have 24 hours in a day. What are you doing with your time? Right. Cause if you spend, one hour talking to to in this in this podcast, for example, I th there's one hour loss for doing something else, right? So in a video, you have a few seconds to to do like a little animation and stuff. Why do you do this animation? Why do you put this at this specific place? Like why exactly are you doing this? Because if you don't do that, you're doing something else, right? You're not you're basically letting the shot be static. Is if is the is the static shot better for retention for your, for like the watch time on YouTube? Than the animated one, that's basically how, like you want to test things out to see what whatever works best. Because basically, if you're doing something, you're not doing something else. And I and I think like basically like doing being strategic uh, with your content, with your videos, especially like it's so 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 important. Because if you're not strategic with that, you're basically making videos like in the void. Like your your videos, like obviously like it's fun and it's fun for you and it's it's professional for you. It means a lot. But if your goal is to get to be watched. No one's going to watch that because it's not super optimized. You, you can be the best creative in the world, but if you don't know how to market yourself well, if you don't know how to strategize it well, it's not going to work. And obviously we're very lucky here in Quebec because it's fairly small and people know each other. So the market, like you get pretty easy views here compared to like, let's say like if you uh, do LA content, for example, it's, it's very, it's not that saturated here right now. So we're very lucky still. So I your views might be inflated. I feel like Quebec is still, yes, it's small, but I feel like a lot of people are super redundant on their content creation too. Oh, new restaurant just opened. Like five influencer post the same montage of them walking into yeah. a new restaurants and, you know, stuff like that. And, and, you know, thank you very much, MTL blog. You dot dot um but it is that right or you have to be in french why can't you do it in english or you know there, there's always like a, a question is like why can't quebec um content 
creators or streamers break out of Quebec and stuff. Some of them don't want to break out of Quebec. Yes. They believe that there's enough there's enough people in 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 Quebec in order to satisfy. It's like, no, you know how big the world is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know who has the most pocket in, in terms of money and stuff like that. Sure, you can rope in a local business to sponsor you and whatever there is, but can they sustain themselves and you and you know stuff like that? The people that has the most pocket money is probably Ontario in BC and everything. And I I say aim for them first and get the money in. And after that, sure, you can be bilingual and do all that. Like, you know, for example, um, who was it? Uh, Miss Harvey, for example, Stephanie Harvey, five times, I think it's five times, it might be more, uh, CSGO champ on the Women's League. She went to LA, she, she worked for CLG and whatever there is. Then she wanted more catered content in French and stuff like that to elevate uh, Quebec and everything. Quebec. But, Where's our primary income? The world, United States, yes. you know, rest of Canada and stuff like that. And that's more than fine. Like when you do dual stuff like that, similar to how I treat my, my photography and everything, just like how you're treating your videography, right? So you have two primary income in order for you to fool around with the vlogs and to be strategic. And which is why you said, that's my plan B. This is my plan A. Whereas Normally, people would think it's the reverse side. My ed- my video editing stuff is my plan, plan A. No, no, it's the other way around. Same, th- same thing for me. My photography is my plan B, because Ooh. yeah, why? what's your plan A? What's your plan A? Oh, my plan A is what I'm doing right now, which is a software developer. Oh yes, I'm a software. I'm a high paid software developer. I've earned my stripes. I get to boss a lot of people around. I'll never be a manager because I I have. Uh, short patience with a certain type of people, but I do train uh, interns. I do train juniors. I even train my seniors in what's not like, I feel sorry for my company uh, sometimes. No, my company <laughs> is super lucky. That I, I'm very fortunate with my company. But why I say I'm very, I, I feel sorry is the fact that uh, a lot of uh, the newcomers that comes into my company, which I cannot say uh, because uh, of certain things, um, they, the new recruits needs to watch around nine hours of my face of me telling them what to do <laughs> on a YouTube content. So they're all broken up to about 45 minutes to an hour and they have to learn all of that. But it's all about oh, structures my. and stuff like that. And on top of that, t- twice a month, I do presentations ac- across the board for seniors and newcomers in and in. To, so I do a lot of trainings on top of my normal job and everything. And I go to, to the extra mileage but the thing is i don't polish my content much the only thing i polish up is my slides and the relevancy of my content because i like practical content right so just like you just like what you mentioned you got to be strategic how do you how do you tell somebody to be strategic well guess what when you're fooling around you're posting content to see what stick that's strategic you're trying to figure stuff out but if you're putting content and you're just wondering is like what am i doing wrong yeah. That's, that's the dumb part. That's what you're basically saying is like, I'm I'm putting stuff in the void because you're not trying to understand what works and what doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. So for example, I put up uh, on my Instagram page, I think yesterday or during the weekend, one, con- one highlight reel on my feed, one highlight reel not on my feed. Well, guess what? The one that isn't on my feed, only one person found it 
and what's not, right? So yes. So it, what what does that teach me? Always put it on your feed. Does it mess up your like the grid and everything? Sure, but at least it's content. It was important. It was some BTS uh, B roll that I did and what's not uh, while I was fiddling around with my gimbal. In 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 what's it's not. Amazing. But you you know so much about like you know a lot about business and like like marketing and stuff. I love that. I, I love have to be because back in back like again I'm a fossil. I'm very old. Uh, I. I had to do marketing. I had to learn CP, uh, CPC, CP, uh, CMRs, CTRs, oh, and all yes. that with the Google AdWords. But that wasn't even my primary function. My primary function was still a software developer for websites. So back in the days, give me an SEO. Uh, optimize <laughs> my website. Give me all the keywords. How do I become number one and, and all that? But on top of that, I had to do the grunt work too. I had to learn how to pick and pack. I had to know how to uh, pack boxes, cut boxes down to the the most optimal size without crushing crushing the product. I had to drive a cube van down to the border, the for what? example. A cube van? A cube van. So you know those moving van that's about oh. like the size of a cube? Yeah. yeah? <laughs> so back, back in the days, I had to move the products, right, down as shipments, and we shipped to the U.S. So what we do is normally my boss would like drive down once a week and at a certain point they would we were understaffed so they sent me so i had to drive like a big cube van and you can't swirl and 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 what's not and i took i had to drive that i had to present myself to the border the commercial border fill out b3s get x-rays get sent to the little small box do do all that i paid my wave of that but marketing again i did it on as an enterprise level, and I also did it as for myself too. When you surround, when you mention about your environment, it's the same thing. Uh, Tim Ferriss said it. Uh, Jordan Harbinger, Harbinger said it. It's like you're only good with the five closest people that surround you. You I can only that. grow as yes. with the, the five closest person around you. Gary Vee probably said it too, and stuff of that. If I you're not surrounded yes. with people that hustle, you're not going to get that mentality of hustling. You're going to feel bad that you're not up to par. With so you have two ways. You're going to feel bad that you're not up to the par with the five people that you're surrounded with. Five, ten people, it doesn't matter. So that or motivates you or you switch your crew and saying, I'm going to be the top dog. I'm, I'm going to see the. Oh, I'm going to yeah. be with the people that you know are lesser than you. But that that's not going to do well for you, right? So it's yeah. the same thing with... That's why there's a lot of people that are cutting out with negative people. You, you, you just mentioned... People about oh pricing is no good and everything like who are you? What did that, you that, do? That pisses me so much. Like that pisses me so much. And I I, I want to rent a lot on Twitter, but like obviously I cannot because like I, I really want to do this like YouTube full time thing. Like obviously like I, yeah, but Twitter I, I don't want to rent. XQC rents like like crazy <laughs> on his stream. I know, I know, I know, but like I don't know. Like I run a rent. I want to rent so much. Like also this thing. And I'm I'm also very passionate about this thing. And I I think you're on the opposite side. Um, it's like basically like uh, working for free and stuff. I, I, actually, I'm not sure if you're on this on my side, or like down the other side. Basically, like I, I am very much for working for free, very much. I work, I work for my photography half. The time. Well, free what? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Because a lot of people like they're like, oh, don't work for free and stuff. But like, dude, like you're the value. <laughs> oh, it's all tied to the exchange of value. You're you. This is free. The, the value, yeah, the value you get out of it. 
can be so much more than just money. When people talk and like rant on Twitter about like, oh, no, like no one's going to pay for this amount, uh, for this creative work. And also like, oh, don't work for free. Free is not only about the money. It's about the value you get out of it. Like this right now I'm doing like, like jail is like not freaking paying me, but I found value in this. That's why I'm having this conversation okay, I'm right now. I'm not paying myself. <laughs> yeah, I did, did. <laughs> I'm not paying myself. You like, could be working right now, man. I could be working right now. Like, you know, I made a hundred episode. I, I, like, nobody paid a dime for like a hundred episode. <laughs> I, 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 I got, I got Carl. I got Yannick on. I got uh, Andrew from Livid on. I had uh, two, two of the Sailor Scouts on. All because we wanted to have a conversation about what's up with the esports world, like how they're entrepreneurship. Like most of the topics that I talk with Carl and Yannick is, and Andrew, uh, who's uh, this the the founder of Livid. It's all about entrepreneurship, what they learn, uh, what the landscape is, and stuff like that. Like esports is an enterprise in my purchase. It's a group, all right. If you make money, you're an enterprise. If you don't make make money, you're a nonprofit. So you go both ways. And guess what? That's translate to to business and i've talked at it with my monologues which i've also mentioned you once upon a time plus romeo whatever there is is my view on esports and any given structure is like it's and yannick uh from mirage talked about it on, on the mirage first podcast is any type of organization needs uh a proper captain a proper structure and stuff like that and when you are part part of an organization, let it be nonprofit or profit. You need certain resources, and because of those sort certain resources, that when you can grab a niche out of it. For example, for you, thanks to how you made your B rolls, your your videos and stuff like that, you could have and you just validated the fact that you are an editor for content creator. Guess what? Why can't you go into a school and tell all the the people that are around there? It's like you like. You like doing five hours of video editing, but for two minutes, but you're gonna get rewarded for four hundred dollars. There you go. That's that's business. That's yes. how you make money. And yes. you can be at home. You could be at Starbucks or any fancy cafe here, like Cafe Neve, Cafe Forty Nine Parallel, whatever there is, <laughs> sipping on five dollars Americano. But the thing is, you're getting five hundred dollars to do that. But hey, five hundred dollars for five hour work though. So that means it's actually a hundred dollars an hour, which is still good. Even though you don't have health insurance, yes, it's, it's like a hundred bucks for anyone is pretty much like a lot. Like unless like you're very very mega rich. Like for most people, like in the for, for the average people, especially people on Twitter who complain about prices, hundred bucks, 50, like like even fifty dollars. If you're working for fifty dollars an hour, it's still good. Like let's just yeah. say tax. You, you know when you when you have to declare yourself uh, an entrepreneur, so you have to take like let's say thirty percent for for taxes, and you know. Usually, I always do fifty percent off the top, just so, just so I can get it over it and just yeah, get some, just some sure return, right? Just in case. So basically, let let's say you're charging fifty dollars an hour, so you take half of it off for taxes and whatever there is, you get twenty five dollars left. Twenty five dollars net an hour, you're not gonna get that at corporate, like off the bat, like off the bat, they're not gonna pay pay you that. Ontario about a, a year or two ago just got into like $15 an hour or something like that's minimum pay whatever there mm. is but minimum pay take your deductible off and everything you're left with like 10 10 dollars yeah. an hour <laughs> yeah yeah yes well, let's say yeah. and, and and like and, and they still mess up my poutine order um, <laughs> uh, 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 and, and and they complain right 
and, and guess what they're going to do with their money? Oh, they, they go to, uh, what's fashionable these days? Like, it's, um, uh, essence. Well, uh, I mean like essence is actually, fine. uh, no, that's not, that's, that's, uh, no no give me a brand whatever they they go they go for a particular brand uh name uh and 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 you know spend on that i've read they complain like oh i'm i I have to go to work i don't like my work i'm so broke yeah yeah stuff like that so i so going back the working for free what is free right um i don't work for free but did somebody pay me like podcast uh that mirage pay- mirage did pay me for one particular thing um like instant portrait and stuff like that yeah because it was on the spot but i always i support mirage for example i i gave I some mirage. photo to 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 steph and she contacted me during lands sometimes too for some photos uh, other people contact me for photos too because i'm just there right i'm not gonna be super picky but after that like <laughs> Uh, you know, other people is like, "Hey, can you remove your branding, and I'll pay you for it." There you go, just made money. What oh, did I do? Yes. I walked into a land for free. Yes, I, I I would work for free, like for anyone that has so much experience and I can learn from. Like when people complain about like working for free and stuff, it's one thing. Like that's such like a service level thing to say most of the time. Like don't work for free. I feel because like it's like they see it more as like money money wise like don't work for free money and stuff i would work for free money if the value that i get from like out of it like the experience that i get let's say um let's say like i i a multi-millionaire trains me for example for free like i would take that any day like i would freaking pay him even yeah for sure show me one day on warren buffett's shoes so give me the stock prices i would pay i would work for free and like do whatever you want i would like i would clean clean your floor (laughs) yeah but then again, it depends on what do you you just mentioned it. What do I gain from it? You but the thing is, if you don't know what you're gaining from it, then don't work for free. Yes. But the thing is, don't say that everything you shouldn't work for free because the fact then like so let's say uh I was at my mechanic, for example, and he was um onboarding a new uh intern. Uh you know, intern programs and, and there's a lot of debates about Oh, should an intern get paid or should oh. an intern not get paid and what's not and everything? Well, it depends on what you're doing for the intern. If the intern is uh, the, the intern's job is to get my coffee, yeah, get my then, coffee. Yes. Then, I, then first off, I feel sorry for the intern because <laughs> you know, he didn't read the job description. But I know for a fact that all the interns that I, I've trained at my work and we grew an internship, we went from um I've been at my work for three years. So we went from five people in interns to 10 people in interns to last some, this past summer is 25 people in internship. Wow. And I've told many interns and we do some programs and presentation on what did you learn as an intern? Uh, and we hire some of the interns back as full time too. That's amazing. And what did you learn? And what do you, and one of my interns told me is like how do you know if you like like what you're doing right now and i go try like nothing prevent you to try internship is low budget you're only here for three months you're not getting fired you're just getting a let go because your program ends in and in, in like the set time and everything you don't like it within this particular time period guess what switch jobs switch fields yes. do whatever you is and like this is a no fail situation 
uh, per se. If you're getting paid, oh, beautiful. Oh, you get yes. steak dinner. Yeah, you get steak dinner in, like <laughs> every week at, the, at this point. Like, live your life and what's not. But the thing is, it wasn't free uh, per se. It depends on what you get back. Now, what the fact that they, if they ever squandered those time period during their internship, then that's on them. That's not on the company. If you're not asking the appropriate questions to wherever you're at and everything, grabbing the opportunity and stuff like that. For example, you as a videographer, if Forget esports. Okay, let's say in esports, for example, uh, you got invited to be at PAX. You got invited to be at TwitchCon. You got invited to be at Evo, for example. You, but they tell you you gotta pay your own flight. You gotta pay your own lodging. We'll give you a free pass, like media pass. Here you go, and whatever that. Would you take it? If if it's valuable enough for me, if it's something that I see like value in for sure, I would take it in a heartbeat. Why? Because I know for a fact that if I get a free media pass to go into those places, a I probably get backstage pa- uh, video uh, access, yeah. and after that I can just do my ninja trick all around. Then after what I do with it yeah, is I publish ninja. all the contents, tag Justin Wong for example, and and whatever there is without disturbing them and. And you know that's way more valuable. Oh yes, yes. You know, like, so like, did I pay out of my pocket? Yes, but with all the contents that I create, you're gonna get so much more than the amount you paid. That's what I do at conventions. It's yes. it's like I always get a media. I try to get a media pass. Worst case scenario, I'm like, I'll pay. I'll pay the hundred whatever there is, uh, but. I get to meet the artists. I got a lot of the cosplayers in. I see all the other pros that goes around like, hey, discount photography for like four <laughs> pictures and whatever there is. I, I zoom in, zoom out and forget about it. I, but I publish about 300 pictures at that point and everybody That's gets amazing. to know me and everything. Did I grow much? No, I only grew like 100 followers and everything. But my content keeps on popping out. So, and everything. so are you saying you're working for free for exposure? Half of the time. That, that that's a spicy subject for a lot of creatives on on Twitter. A lot of people have an issue with that because of the fact that oh I could be making money out of that. Why people are not paying me? Who said that I'm not getting paid? I'm getting paid in the future. Yeah, or they or they can back pay me too. Like my 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 photos have royalty on it. I can. Contestant, I'm the originator of the photos. You're the originator of the video. Some, if somebody's sniped this and 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 republish and everything, it's always future thinking, right? If I don't get the money now, I'm I'm always gonna get the money later. Yeah, and like I'm this, not strapped for money. Yeah. Oh yes, I love it. Like, 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 what you get out of like working for free and working for exposure, it can actually be so helpful for you like in the long run. Like I, I know a lot of people talk about like don't work like it, it, it becomes a meme for creative people, like for young creative people, especially on Twitter also. Uh, I, I keep talking about Twitter, but um, th- that's where like, uh, like uh, any social uh, media. Uh, yeah, yeah, any I've social seen, media, yes. I've seen a lot of Instagram's posts about photographers is like uh, when you give a price or like why you charge me this much or whatever there is, well, I can not charge you and not deliver or exactly. I can charge this you, is the price. You this price. And it's and exposure means a bit more there's gonna be an asterisk. I don't want to be exposed to be go viral. Like that's 
a fluke chance, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're not gonna, especially with remote work, remote and 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 stuff like that, even pre-remote stuff and everything, it's super important to get your name out there in order for you to get the proper uh, publicity out and everything. So that's why, just like what you mentioned, you got to be an entrepreneur first. What is the number thing about entrepreneurship? If you have a product, how are you going to sell this particular product if nobody cares about it, right? Yes. You have to make people to care about it. And what is caring as a photographer, as creative, like people need to care about you. You're creating the content for them. And the, the number one thing for that to happen is you have to be marketing yourself and exposure is the number one thing. That's why I love partnering up. But obviously, once, just like you, if I want to chase after you and I want to have your time, then it's put up or shut up. Here's $100. Can I have your time now? You can say, you can say no again because of the fact <laughs> that you're super busy. But then after that, this is the dollar value. It's like, okay, now I, can, I, I have to pause because he's paying yes. me and something like that. This the amount that it takes me to leave my other things to do this one thing, to focus on this one thing. Yes. So so basically, like, like if you're creative and you're watching, if you're and you're listening to this, like exposure is not necessarily a bad thing. Like I know there's a lot of memes about that, but exposure, like exposure to the right people. Let's say like a video that I make gains, let's say hundred views, like which is not gonna happen. But like let's say a video gets no, even if it views. gets if it gets yeah. you a hundred views, it's better than zero. But the thing it's, is, but but let's say for now. But what if like one of those like hundred people is your next client? What happens then? It needs to be exposure to the right people. And obviously, if it's exposure to like let's say like a bunch of uh, random like Roblox kids, for example, that's not good exposure for your creative needs. Unless one of those yeah. like or a lot of those people are like your your clients, basically. It's that, or hey, if you, whoever that exposes somebody's else bigger brother who is part of an org or whatever there is you can't know it's uh what's it michael jordan that said it. you have to shoot your shot or else uh the miss thing i forgot it's, uh, it's yeah. wayne gretzky and jordan that basically is like they've taken more shots and misses but they eventually get it in right so basically you have to take the chance on doing that and chances are particularly free now evaluating like let's say so for example leonard ds right so Lander TS 2020 was happening at the same time as the Invitational 6, which is the biggest Rainbow Six at Place Bell. If I had to make a choice, I would still do Lander TS because I knew who would be there. And obviously, uh, if Mirage told me like, hey, we need you for Lander TS, I would go like, sure, because you've been good to me. And my dividend with, Lander T- uh, with Mirage Esports Paid me forward for the last for ever since I met Yannick and and the crew and everything. And look at what Yannick partnership himself in with Carl. And after that, now we have Mirage uh, Scouts and everything. Like that was, like, and, and now basically like, like close to them. Basically, like yeah. y- like you're 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 investing to yourself. Basically, like you're even though you're working for free right now, it's pretty much like an investment. Yeah, exactly. Now. Oh, but isn't a bigger name in in like the Rainbow Six? And yeah, sure. But how many, how many to, uh, Like sure. But you want to work with them, like for for the people who are there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's that, and also that was the International Six. That is a worldwide event. Sure, I can take like. What are my chances to get one good photos out of the the thing versus I get more exposure 
for partnering up with Mirage and like it, it's it you gotta build help healthy bridge first and stuff like that. Uh, and I pick uh, I made a good choice on on picking on the Mirage part and it's like but the thing is going oh, yeah. back to working for free and stuff like that. Yeah, but the thing is it's not free. <laughs> that that's the one thing. It's it's not free. I am trading for time and I am also thinking of what what can I do with my time being there and 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 stuff like that who came out from there and and, and stuff like that and so forth um, I love I love how like all this podcast episode was about like uh like your value of time I love it I I, I love I hope people are really learning a lot about this Yeah and I hope so too cuz it's very important you you learn it from a learn young age you Tian I learned it throughout my fossil years and it took me like i don't know 10 plus years to actually not actually realize it but now i keep on reinforcing it and and stuff like that like uh i have people asking me to reformat their 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 computers like oh so so bad <laughs> it's like but we'll pay you i'm like fine i'll watch the little <laughs> logo load because it, it is a pain in the ass i dread reformatting my own computer and stuff like that i had to do it in the summer but i know how painful it is but it's to my finance guy who takes care of my money, who gives me advice. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do you a favor. I, I don't care if you pay me or not. I'll do you a favor because you're good to me on that particular thing. He still pays me, which I think it's cool. And it's, I'll do him one solid by actually treating him well, telling him which antivirus to do. And like, all he cares about, like, when I need my computer, it's up. And that's a fair trade. I, I love that. I, I love, I love, I love that. And it goes on. All right, we're, we we went over time, so it's going to be a long episode. I'm going to have you back to talk about esports, because uh, the reason the reason why it's important. So this is a prelude for when I'm going to have you back. I don't know yet when. It's, it's, you know, it's good strategic hook right there. It's a, because I've said it once, and we touch it on on something. You don't need to be a player to be part of esports. You can be a marketing director. You can be a creative content uh, director. You can be the camera guy. Camera guy is, you know, position. I'm a camera guy, right? You're somebody that, that operates. The you know, what are you going to do? You're going to buy all the $5,000 equipment, to, proper lens, proper gimbal, proper mic, proper everything. That costs at least $5,000. Or you can rent a tien that will make you a very polished product, even though it's going to last two minutes and a half or whatever there is, but versus spending uh, you know, $5,000. After that, you're going to have to learn how it's going to work. You're yeah. going to spend 40, no, not, not 40 is too small, 600 hours <laughs> to learn the proper Adobe software or Final Cut Pro and whatever there is to make C-grade video at best or maybe you're a genius and, you know, that's your thing. But the thing is, in an esports field, you have Romeo, for example, who's a cool graphic designer that you need, like, you know, you need these elements to create a proper organization to proper, like, if you're a solo brand, for example, like XQC or whatever there is, or Ninja or anything, you need all these people. You you probably need a personal assistance too. You know, that if you're a high spreadsheet type of person and whatever there is, there's a niche for you and everything. There's a niche for us. As a content creator, everybody needs a nice profile picture. Everybody needs a graphic artist. Everybody needs, you know, now with TikTok, YouTube, and whatever, and, you know, even Twitter, like having a very short GIF clips and whatever there is, you need content to roll out to people to reshare. And that's how you get viral and everything. But you need 
content creator uh, structure behind it, I would say. And that would create, create, and that what is what you need behind it. And that's what, you know, that's where, you know, HyperX might not want to dish out because they're paying other people doing their marketing and everything. But if you have a, a proper crew behind you to, in order to say, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to take your product, you know, like, you know, oh, Rody, for example, uh, and you you have your own crew that you depend on and in order to create the content and everything, your sponsors are going to come in and everything. Oh uh, yeah, I, I'm very people. excited to talk about esports. I am very very excited to talk about esports. All right, I've, I've been like stud, like looking at the esports scene like ever since like 2015, like very low key. But uh, I'm very very as a player. But now as you grow uh, as you grown out of it, you transition out as you know looking from the outside. That's what I am, and you know like that's why I get I when um when I create content for the esports scene and just with my photos and whatever there is. It creates a story. It creates creates a story. It creates branding, depending on how I took the pictures and and whatever there is. But the thing is, I I never knew that. But the thing is, if you ask me, hey, how can I take? Can you take your picture and turn it into a brand? Then after that, I put on another cap and I can explain all that and everything. And you need that in order to succeed, uh, and and evolve your organization and and what's not. And I think that's what's lacking. And we're gonna talk about that next time we meet up. I'm so excited for it. Yes. All right. Thank you for your time. And with that, take care. And boom, you have reached the end of the Chronicles of the Event Ninja. Thank you very much. Now, if you be so kind, you can follow me on Instagram at, at shotbygl, on Twitter at shotbygl514. And also, do not forget to visit any of the links that I've put on the show notes in terms of mentions or from my guests itself. And I will see you next time. Mm-hmm.